Over the past two days, we've discussed why Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Sam Walton, these amazing men of impact have been able to get ahead using true common sense, where today common sense is no longer common. And you may think, you know, well, most people have common sense. Well, they're not able to strategically think and actually use something called power thinking, which is the combination of three different forms of thinking, which is logical, inductive, and deductive thinking. Yesterday, we went over logical thinking. The day before that, we went over the basic overview of power thinking. And today, we're going to dive into thinking inductively. And what's interesting is actually, you think inductively basically all the time. And it's just you're unable to actually harness this unless you actually make the unconscious conscious. And there's an amazing quote, which is, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will dictate your life and you will call it fate. Very, very interesting to think about. So when you observe several facts, items, or situations, and then make a general assumption based on them, that's inductive thinking. So, you know, for another example, a businesswoman may test market a new all-natural insecticide. She tests markets um, it using three different marketing campaigns in three different regions. One bases its pitch on the fact that it's all-natural pest killer and environmentally friendly. The second bases it on appeal on spray strength, quickness, and effectiveness. The third focuses on price comparison. Her assumption is that consumers respond best to the advertisements touting strength, and she plans her national campaign accordingly. First, she establishes the facts through experimentation and observation. Then she makes her inductive assumption that when it came to insecticides, people are more interested in infective, ineffectiveness than in anything else. So this is using inductive thinking. So basically eliminating some of the facts. So basically having an observation, making, making assumptions, and then checking assumptions. It's vital you check the assumption. It's vital that you don't fall into something called causation versus correlation. So, you know, there is one, one drawback to inductive thinking, and this is why it's important to master the other forms of thinking so you can basically utilize all three and then form power thinking. And this is just the first step into basically thinking more clearly, thinking more masterfully. You know, the greatest chess players are able to think so many steps ahead of any normal player that's never played chess. And uh, it, it's absolutely mind-blowing when you actually have mastery in something, how, um, how incredible it is. And basically, this drawback is if the observations or fra- facts are wrong or incomplete, the assumption will be wrong. So it's very, very important that you have factual data and fa- that the observations are complete so that when you make the assumptions, when you draw the conclusion, it is actually true. And what if a disproportionate sampling of the consumer reactions to the woman's, in the example we're talking about above, um, insecticide advertising was in the South, an area notorious for the hardiness of its insect population. Perhaps those in the North might have responded better to an advertising campaign emphasizing savings and the insecticide's lower price. So assumptions arrived as though inductive thinking must always be tested in order to be certain they are correct and must be held open for revision if contradictory facts are discovered. The woman could further test the mar- her market insecticide or she could go so slow at first with the uh, campaign heralding its potency until results convinced her that her assumptions were correct. This form of inductive thinking involves observing facts and gathering data. 
then reaching the testing conclusion and predicted uh, a conclusion predicted on it. There are three steps involved. Very, very important you remember these. Observation, making assumptions, checking assumptions. So observing facts and asking and checking assumptions is in, is so much a part of everyday life that you do it unknowingly throughout the day. It's inductive thinking when you assume the ice cream will taste delicious, and it does, or when you boot up the computer and assume it will come on, and it does. You do it when you turn the key confidently in the car engine and expect it to turn up, and it doesn't. You, you, your assumption tested wrong in that case. So this is how you can literally practically um, use this on a day-to-day basis. And this is a three-step process. You know, with logical thinking, I laid out that four-step process. Refer to that podcast from yesterday. Um, that was actually very, very powerful, the um, power of logical thinking. And when you're truly able to combine these three and take these um, basic um, frameworks as far as day-to-day application, you will actually be able to harness power thinking. And the reason this is important is because it will propel you ahead of pretty much everyone else. You know, in school, they they tell us to memorize things and, you know, memorize these formulas, these vocab words, states, different facts, but they never teach us great ways to actually do it. And usually if they do, it's, it's horrible, outdated ways of doing it. And really, they don't spend much time on practical things that you can apply in your life when you learn the power of power thinking, <laughs> you will be able to not only take this in like academic knowledge, but literally everything in your life. The people that experiment the most and can think the clearest on pro- think through problems clearly, inductively, deductively, and logically, if they can go through all those three things, they will have far less mistakes than most people. And as Warren Buffett says, you know, Everybody learns from mistakes, but it's a heck of a lot easier to learn from other people's mistakes. And in one of Richard Dawkins' books, The Selfish Gene, he talks about one of the things that make us so unique as humans is our ability to simulate. So organisms that basically can simulate overt trial and error will win every time to organisms that can only learn through overt trial and error. So if you have to run your head up against the brick wall multiple times using trial and error before you can realize, oh... I have to walk six feet to the right and then the brick wall ends and then I can move on versus someone that can observe that happening, simulate it in their mind and go, okay, how about I just skip the whole banging my head up against the wall and just go straight around the corner? That's what reading, that's what absorbing knowledge, learning from mentors, learning from other people's mistakes, really truly be having a thirst for knowledge and things like this. It really does for you. It allows you to simulate these things. And when you can combine the simulation factor with obviously learning from other people's mistakes, which helps you simulate, and then combine it with this power of power thinking. I keep doing that power of power thinking. But uh, it's interesting because what ends up happening is you won't need to feel flustered the next time you face a challenging situation that requires you to do inductive thinking. Whether it's a report on why so many traffic accidents occur near a local school, trying to put together pieces of a competitor strategy. The exact reason for a bottleneck between sales and shipping, you can proceed with confidence by following these three steps. First, observe the facts. This can involve anything from reading to field research, whatever it takes to gather enough data. Look it over and see if any general relations or patterns seem to emerge. 
ask yourself what assumptions you might make you might be able to make based on these patterns. On the checking of assumptions, when possible or in doubt, test all conclusions you reach via inductive thinking. Verify facts and put your conclusion into practice in a small way at first. Again, do whatever you can to ensure that your assumptions do not lead you astray. Vital that your assumptions do not lead you astray. So it's important that not only you have peer review and kind of like check these hypotheses with other people, but you also bounce it between the other forms of thinking because this inductive thinking is vital in a certain way. So basically, you can use Occam's razor, which is another logical tool in the power of inversion, to realize that basically you want to pick one to, you want to tailor the, um, the first form of thinking, so whether that be logical, inductive, or deductive, based on the the problem at hand. You don't just want to have the man with a hammer syndrome where you know you once used deductive thinking and it worked, so for the rest of your life, all you do is think deductively. No, no, no. You need to be able to adapt. Remember, it's not the strongest or the smartest who survive. It's the people who are most able to adapt to the situation in which they find themselves. So again, observe the facts, look it over to see if there's any general relationship between patterns you see emerge, and then on the checking of assumptions, when possible or in doubt, test all the conclusions and reach via inductive thinking. So tomorrow we're going to be talking about deductive thinking. Again, yesterday we talked about logical thinking. The day before that, we did a high-level overview of the three steps to power thinking and Basically, deductive thinking is the opposite of this. So it'll be interesting to dive into. And uh, deductive thinking is actually Sherlock Holmes' favorite form of thinking. So this will be interesting. And uh, hope you enjoyed this. If you did, please leave us a review and subscribe. A lot of these concepts came from the book Double Your Brain Power by Stein. Again, thanks for listening. And until next time.